podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Dyson Miles Jr., and you're listening to the Rappy Boys Kid. Boom, 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 boom. Tell me what you're going to do, but it ain't nowhere to run. When judgment comes for you, when judgment comes for you. It's the Raspy Voice Kids, Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, with Jeremy J. and Phoenix in the building, son. We are doing pop culture this week. Today we are talking the question, would you rather know when you're going to die or how you're going to die? What say you, J.N. Fiend? I say neither one. Now, why would I want to know either one? I want to live my life and enjoy my life. Why you, you came with this question? Mountaineer, please. Mountaineer, please. Just let me live my life. Uh, and the thing is, I think both of those are dangerous grounds. If you tell me when or how, then I feel like I might just live my life a little differently. But there's no avoiding it. Yeah, that's right. So there's no point. I'm telling you, there's times where I look at myself, I'm like, man, you need to get healthy or this or that could happen. If I know how and when I'm going to die, I, I already know. I already know, what, I already know what it is. I guess I kind of look at it this way. If I know when, then it gives me some time to at least get my affairs in order. I'd be so depressed. I'd be, I'd be depressed. depressed, but I can at least say even goodbye if you said, to even, you. Even, say goodbye to even if you said 20 years from now, you're going to die. I would be... It just changed your whole outlook on things, Brandon. Yeah, I agree. But you could at least get your get your goodbyes in. Like, if you knew you had a week to live. Live like you were dying. Yeah. yeah. What, what was that on? I was watching... Oh, I think it was the Dan Levitard show today. Every time you hold Dan Levitard was talking about this today. Me, hold me like it is the last time. So, yeah. I mean, I think I would go with when. Because the how doesn't matter as much as the when... Um, for me, when I'm trying to get my ducks in a row, make sure all my people are taken care of. Not that you shouldn't have that already. By the way, people go out there and make sure you have life insurance. One important thing a lot of people don't have is life insurance. But you know what? Another thing is you wouldn't be able to enjoy life. If you knew the how you died, then every single situation, if it was like, oh, well, you're going to be in a hotel and someone's going to fall on you. Every time you stay in a hotel from then on out, you're thinking, is no, this the time? never stay in a hotel. Or, I'm just saying, like, oh, you're Ever gonna, again. they're going to say, uh, you, you die in a car crash. Every time you're driving, every time you leave the house, you're going to be thinking, well, is this it? Yep. No, I was thinking about that every time, every single time. But I'm just saying, like, if you get your affairs in order, make sure you have life insurance because you never know when it's going to happen. We've had two losses in our family, and both were unex- sudden and unexpected. Unfortunately, both were in a situation where they had their affairs in order, and they didn't put a burden on anybody. That's right. You don't have them uh, T's crossed and them dot- I's dotted. You will be in for a whole lot more work and a whole lot more time when it comes to uh, figuring things out. That's when you have the fish fry. That's when you got the car wash. That's when you got all the other different things people do to raise money. I'm not hating on those people who got those GoFundMe pages, but you just rather it not come to that. Well, and I feel not, like if you know when, you can put yourself in a position where you don't have to worry about I'll it. But I'll also talk about like having a will. If you got multiple kids or you got multiple family, you know how people turn into sharks when it comes to, you know what I mean? I think that's one thing you and I don't have to worry about if anything ever happened I, to mom. By the way, ever. Ever. I don't think we'll ever have to worry about it. Yeah, got him right where I want. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it gets real messy you hear about these horror stories about family families breaking up and fighting over who gets what 
Yeah, so that's the RVK's question of the week. What would you rather know how you're going to die or know when you're going to die? We asked that question. Like I said, Dan Labateur was talking about this, and I, it struck me. I wanted to talk about it, so I'm glad we got to get it in. Holla at your boys, RVK. Raspy Voice! Hey, this is Brandon from the Raspy Voice Kids. We are now teamed up with SeatGeek. SeatGeek, the place to go and get your tickets for any live event that you want to be a part of, especially if you're a sports fan. Use code Raspy Voice, R-A-S-P-Y V-O-I-C-E, and you get $20 off your first purchase. Code Raspy Voice at SeatGeek. Download the app, get to saving now. We love our man Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and international world traveler, Jim Ashley. We thank you for being a sponsor and partner with the show. We love having you on. Can't wait till you're here again. The Raspy Voice Kids are brought to you by Swill Dog Hard Cider, the finest hard cider in all of the world, made right there in Franklin, West Virginia. They are encouraging you to get Swill. Good old boys and the good old days, straight up getting sideways. We back, we back, we back in the speakers, back in black, getting blasted in the bleachers. It's probably true what my mama said. I do it just like my daddy did. We back, we back, we back in the saddle, back on stage. The Raspy Voice Kids talk West Virginia University basketball. And you know it's time to rock. You know it's time to rock. We back, son. Yeah, we back. Do you really believe that? No, but since we just played that song, I just, you know, people, the highs and lows, anytime something happens, it's either extreme or way down. Now, I don't think anybody's getting too crazy saying we're back. We beat a 12 and 17 team. On the road, though. But we did gut it out. We did gut it out. We did the finish the deal. Win, a conference win. Conference win, excuse me. On the road. We won by making free throws. Bingo. I'll say, and we made free throws. You know what we were? Uh, 18 of 23 from the free throw line. Okay, so Culver didn't go very much. Got you. Cul- Culver made one of his free throws. He, okay. he didn't go over. Um, Jermaine Haley made one. He didn't go over. Uh, important because Iowa State went 16 of 20. So we had to make our free throws. And it was important, especially during the drought, where we weren't making shots at all. What did you, you see? Was it, I'll just say what I well, saw. I'll say real quick. We shot 44% from the field. 33% from three, 18 to 23 from the line. The ball went in the bucket. That, to me, is the biggest difference. That's the biggest difference. You can say this, you can say that. Um, the ball went in the bucket. Now, here's more than, you know, people always say, you make shots, you win games. Obvious. That's obvious. You've been yeah, saying, so you would think it was obvious, but people act, People talk about body language. They talk about but I will defense. Say, they talk about effort. They talk about all kinds but of things. I will the ball say, the effort matters. and body language is what I'm about to bring up. I feel like the, the coaching staff did something that they haven't been doing all year where I feel like everybody had the green light to shoot. I don't feel like you take a bad shot, you're getting yanked right now. Taz had the green light. Go make buckets. I felt like watching the players play, they looked a lot more loose, more loose than if I miss this three, I'm getting yanked. If I miss this, I'm out the game. They went in there, and the flow was a lot faster. Yeah, we dumped it down, but they they allowed the game to flow a little bit more, and that's where the energy of the players moving – uh, getting open, I just felt like the energy was up uh, on offense where it moved a little quicker. And that's what we have to do. We have to be quicker on offense. We can go inside. We can bang inside. But the offense can't be the slow San Antonio, Twin Towers, David Robinson, you know, uh, uh, type of slow game. 
The guards who get off, the guards like uh, McBride and Taz Sherman and McNeil need that energy, need the flow to the flow a little faster. And I felt like they were very comfortable with it, and they got the green light. To, hey, I don't know if they've had the green light in other games, but it didn't feel like that in other games. Last game was the first time I felt like, hey, they just went out. Because there's a few times. There's a few times that Taz shot bad shots. But it was part of him getting his rhythm and part of him getting his flow, and he had the green light, and I, th- I think we can build off that. Though, I will say in the same breath, first 10 minutes of the second half, in the same exact game, we went back to not scoring points. We literally had one... Who was on the floor? Literally, we had one bucket in the first 10 minutes of the second half. We had six other points that came from the free throw line, but it's one of those who West Virginia the, droughts. Who was on the floor? It's a good question. Because that's a question that you want to ask. Taz... And McNeil were not and McBride were not the first substitutions off the bench in that second half. Especially when you're going through a scoring drought, the question remains: Are Taz, Sean McNeil, and Miles McBride getting enough minutes? I want to I want to say there's two things that I find just tough. Matthews, man, he can't shoot. He really can't shoot. I like Matthews. I like his energy. I like his like. I'm not trying to be in the man's business. But I did see a post from Erica Fontaine with him. It was, I think, I believe it was him and her mom. It said, "My two favorite people." No, and I just wonder. I just wonder if maybe he's been hijacked. You know, <laughs> with them Kardashian style affecting Kardashian his game. Style curses. I just wonder if he's been I hijacked. I wonder. That's good. You need to put that out there, though. <laughs> I just put it out there. I'm just saying. I don't That's know. Good. I don't know, but I know. The the uh, yeah. the other thing that, that gets good me is, lord. <laughs> um Haley <laughs> moving on Haley I, I find it tough like it's hard for me to swallow that he can't shoot free throws because I feel like he works so hard if you watch him he works hard he gets on the glass he makes nice buckets inside he plays defense he just has to focus in on the free throws man because he can't miss like he does I guess I make excuses for Culver because he's a big man and throughout history we, we know of big men having trouble shooting free throws but he's not seven foot two Jay how big are his hands that's that's a good question, that's a good question, but I I and we know he can do it because we've seen him in games where he made free throws. So, so I don't know. That's a good question. So and uh, Sheepway makes free throws, and he's and you could tell he's been working on it. He's starting to yeah. make a, he's starting to flow from three. So free I don't want to give I don't want to give the excuse just because he's a big man. I also want to know your opinion right now. Do we have a chance? I'm not saying do we win. Do we have a chance Saturday against Baylor? Yeah, because Baylor's not right. Baylor lost to TCU. Lots of teams lose a lot of other teams until they play West Virginia and shoot lights out. Matter of fact, last game, uh, uh, what you call it, was shooting lights out the first half, too. Hitting everything. Everybody well, has, they, they I, said there's one kid. You're talking about from TCU? Yeah. La- uh, what's his name? Was the last mu- game? A little muscle bound? No, no, Oklahoma State. Oh, yeah. The yeah, kid yeah. who uh, had the most points he's had all year yeah. against us. Yeah. Like we always say, people have and career against, games against, against us. Texas, the dude who came back from having cancer. That's what I'm saying. And it's not like goes. we're playing bad defense. They'll be hitting shots with people in their face. But we survived it. And now we get Baylor at home, where usually we play well. We only have two losses, but, but we have a chance. Our backs aren't against the wall. Because I feel like with the 20th win, everybody knows we're in the tournament now. We were always in the tournament. I agree, but with the twentieth win, everybody knows we're in the tournament now. I feel like if you get this last win, you can really write a lot of stuff going on with WVU. You can we go can't finish any higher than third, I believe. I believe that's the highest we can finish in the Big Twelve. If we win Saturday, no, I don't even think we can finish third. But if we win Saturday, the momentum 
will be solidified that it's going the other way. You beat a top five team in the country. I just want to see our shooters get more time because our problem is scoring. That's our biggest problem is offense. I want to see. Uh, so do we have a chance Saturday? Yeah, I said that already. Okay. Um, I I feel like there's no pressure. Um, I feel like it's at home, so that's a fact. And I also feel like you like what you said. If Huggins gave him the green light and our offense continues the way it did, if we can shoot that way on the road, then hopefully we can shoot even better at home. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be for real. This is terrible. This is terrible. I want West Virginia to win every game. I'm a Mountaineer through and through. We're in the tournament. But there was part of me, and I'm going to be honest, and I know a lot of Mountain Nations will be mad at me. I would have been mad if we lost to Oklahoma State. You mean Iowa State? Yeah, yeah, Iowa State. Why? Brandon, the level of cannibalism that goes on in the Mountaineer fan nation, the comments oh, and the battles. attack, the Twitter battles, the Facebook, Facebook battles, Brandon Pure Entertainment. I will. I read the comments and I'm dying. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't even be mad at the game anymore. People are so ridiculous and they're going back and forth. I said, they. You what gets me is Mountaineer fans' heads are going to explode if they lose this game. What gets me is everyone's holier than thou. You got the people who complain about hugs and the team. And they're mad because they say that everybody else is being dishonest. Nobody else is speaking their mind. Nobody else is keeping it real. Then you've got the vir- the virtue signaling-, signaling fan who says it's wrong to ever say anything bad about any of the team, any of the players, any of the coaches, any time. And all we should do is be cheerleaders, rah, 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 no matter what. And both si- both of those sides clash. Then you've got people in the middle who can't who get it from both sides. <laughs> and this is what people don't understand. When you're passionate, you're going to say stuff. Now, granted, you shouldn't go to social media, but how many of you fans, the moment after game ends, especially if you lost six after seven, felt a certain way? And then after you you sit down and you remember you're a Mountaineer fan and you get out of your fields and that emotion subsides, then you can go back to being reasonable. I get that. I see that. Like, I don't think you should bash, but I know how it goes. I'm just saying, I sit back, if West Virginia would have lost last game, Brandon, the cannibalism would have hit new heights. I don't know. I think the funny thing is, I hear what you're saying, and it's funny, but I, I don't know. I think people were kind of tired. I think people were kind of worn out from the losing. I don't think there was enough venom left. Brandon, I'm telling you. There are people who said we weren't going to win another game and had already who had already um, uh, acquiesced, not acquiesced, had already – um, conceded that that we weren't going to win another game. I really do think people were burnt out and tired. Um, not of fighting because people never get tired of arguing. <laughs> but, I'm telling but you, of, look, but of expecting being a, out of this I team. say this over and over again: being a Mountaineer fan is not for the faint of heart. A faint of heart. It's not for anybody who's got any kind of heart problem. Nope. I don't faint of heart. Uh, which leads me to Issa Ahmad. Issa Ahmad's comments. Okay, we're gonna talk about it. He came out and the summation of what he said was. He feels bad for people in a situation where they're getting berated and put down and they're not getting uh, respect or treated with the respect they deserve to be treated with. He also said that he feels bad for players who spent their whole life um, working on their craft and working on a sport that they love only to get it beaten out of them, basically, is what he said. Gotcha. Now, he never mentioned WVU and he never mentioned Bobby Huggins. Doesn't have to. But he mentioned his time and his four years of his life which were spent at WVU under Bobby Huggins. So where's he? I, where is he? Where's he now? As far as I know, he's raising his daughter. I, and I'm not. And I'm not hitting on him. I'm just saying, 
anybody who knows anything about the real world, it doesn't. It, it it's not nice. Uh, you have to be thick skinned and you have to go get it. Now I hear what he's saying, but then prove it. I I I just feel like you're saying if hugs was the problem, prove that you can blossom without huggins. Amen. Amen. That's what that's what I want to see. But I don't know what his goal is. Maybe he decided he was done with basketball. Maybe he decided he didn't want to play basketball anymore. I don't know. I would like to have him on the show so we can talk about it. Love to. We already reached out to him. Haven't heard back yet. We'll see what he says. Yeah. You know, you know the RVK always out there hustling. I would love to talk to him. We hit him with them real questions. Love real to is hear real. GMB. Talk to Issa. See what he has to say. Uh, but the fan base talked about that a little bit. There were people who said that if it was Javon Carter or Nate Adrian who had something to say, that they would listen to it more than listening to Issa because Issa proved who he was. My my comment to that is, what if it was Javon Carter's mom who co-signed it by posting it in her group on Facebook? That's interesting. It's very interesting. It's interesting. It's the, You know what? There's see, a lot we of, don't always know the inner workings. Amen. We don't, I, I don't know there's a lot Issa of There's a lot of deeper I've never, things. I've never hung out with Issa Ahmad. I don't know the man. I don't know his personal life. I don't know what he's confided in or what he's talked about. I don't know that. I haven't been there for the conversations he had with Hugs or with the other coaching staff. I don't know that. Yeah, I guess. And I, I don't know what I don't know what Cynthia C.J. Carter, who is a friend of the show and a friend of the RVK, I don't know what she's experienced. I don't know what she's seen. I don't know. So all I can go on is what they say and what they post. But it is interesting and we need to talk about it by the way we need to talk about it i want to hear it i want to hear it to holla at your boys Issa, if you're listening holla at your boys get at us dm us tweet us whatever it takes we want to get you on the show and cj we know how to get it you so we'll talk to y'all that's the end of the show for this week no interview holla at your boys the rvk Podcast Network.